0: On August 4th...
1: We know things about Dick.
0: The secret is out. <laughs> How old are you?
1: 23.
0: Is that your combined ages?
1: Dick. You don't need to be snotty. Rated PG-13. Opens everywhere Wednesday.
0: Welcome to So What's the Problem, where we rewatch a movie from our youth to determine if it's problematic by today's standards.
1: I'm Jen. And I'm Jimmy. And today we're talking about Dick, (laughs) which was released in the US on August 4th, and IMDb doesn't list a date for the UK, um, so I'm assuming it means it's straight to video here. And I think it was straight to video here, because I don't think anybody here would really give a shit Oh yeah, I didn't think about about that. (laughs) It was written by Andrew Fleming and Cheryl Longing. I I listened to the audio commentary to hear how to pronounce that, um, and it was directed by Fleming. It stars Kirsten Dunst, Michelle Williams, uh, Dan Hedaya, Will Ferrell, Bruce McCulloch, and and countless other comedy stars. Uh, Jimmy and I have thought
0: of three problems the movie has. Three each, and we'll discuss them. We also will each have one positive.
1: Um, I forgot to write a synopsis for you, so uh, just make just make it up off the top of your head. What's the synopsis? Two girls bring down Richard Nixon, they go. Yeah, two girls are are the famous
0: Deep Throat.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically it. (laughs) That's that's all you need to know. It's a comedy about bringing down Richard Nixon. What is your history with this movie, Jen?
0: I'm going to guess I saw it opening weekend. I know I saw it in the theatre, but um, I was a huge Kirsten Dunst fan. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure I saw it opening weekend. I remember I saw it with Dylan, and I loved it. And it was, you know, last night I took it to my friend's house to watch and he'd never seen it. So that was interesting watching it with someone who'd never seen it before. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: When I pulled the DVD out, it was one of those where it's like one side is widescreen and the other side is standard. Oh, really? I think it was one of the first DVDs I ever owned. And uh, I'm still watching it. But yeah, I love this movie. I've seen it a million times. But it had been a while since I saw it. So, And Mm -hmm. now I actually... Since the last time I saw it, I actually listened to a whole podcast on Watergate, and I know way more than I used to. So this is like yeah. my most knowledgeable viewing, which was interesting.
1: Yeah. You see, I don't think... Right, I, I, I quite enjoyed this movie, right? I didn't think it was amazing or anything, but I do think this is one of those movies we've encountered them many times before <laughs> in this podcast mm-hmm. that I do think that your enjoyment of this movie works more... If you're American and know about at least yeah. who Richard Nixon, I didn't and even about think Watergate about that. I didn't even
0: think about that when I chose it. Well, I chose it because I yeah, yeah, it yeah. just bought it. Like that was my whole basis.
1: Yeah, of choosing it. <laughs> yeah. I bought it for the podcast. I knew you would pick it one day. But yeah, I watched this movie for the very first time uh, today. I finished watching it just like 25 minutes ago, as of this recording. And I, I quite enjoyed it. I remember seeing clips of this movie on TV. I think Channel 5 showed it. Channel 5 have got this tendency of showing, they're, they're owned by an American company, they're owned by Viacom, Channel 5. Okay. And they have this tendency of showing like older movies, not older movies, like movies for older audiences, like 12s, 15s. Mm-hmm. They like to show them during the day. Um, obviously they're cut, but they like to show those sort of movies in an afternoon. They showed Enemy of the State starring Will Smith on a Sunday afternoon about three weeks ago, and that movie's rated R. And that's an American thing to do. Mm -hmm. Because there is quite a few bits in this movie, I'm like, how did they show that during the the day? Especially, you know, coming up with the name Deep Throat. Yeah. That conversation. But uh, anyway, I remember seeing Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. that's the only part of this movie I remember that's <laughs> the only part I saw was Ryan Reynolds' scene and I thought he was in the entire movie for some reason yeah. but no, he's only in one scene And uh, but yeah, anyway uh, yeah. let's start with positives what's your first, eh, uh, no positives <laughs> see, problems, it's the whole point of the show we haven't recorded in weeks because yeah. um, I've been out again um, but anyway let's start with positives okay no you, you did it again, jesus did christ. It again. Problems. it's because it begins with a p <laughs> <laughs> problems not positives problems jesus
0: christ um, yeah and i this was a really bad pick for me because i had problems coming up with problems and yeah i like my face hurt after watching it because i was smiling so much because i love this movie so yeah much. i guess my first problem is why would you put weed in with the
1: walnuts
0: like, wouldn't his parents notice? Like, why Why has he hidden his weed yeah. in the walnuts? It doesn't make sense to me.
1: Unless his parents don't like walnuts.
0: I guess, but still, it seems really inconvenient.
1: It seems weird, considering the fact that the whole point of the, the cookie thing is because there is a recipe of the cookies up in the wall. Mm-hmm. And that must be put up there by the mother, who must make these cookies... So she must know that there's walnuts involved in the cookies because it's on her recipe. Yeah. So um, she, does she never make the cookies, or then why is the recipe in the wall? I don't know. That's
0: always bothered me that he had the weed and the walnuts.
1: Yeah, that's a bit strange. Well, my first problem is the title, Dick. Okay. Um, I know that the 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 filmmakers are not fortune tellers. You know what I mean? I know they're not psychics but this is going to be a fucker to post on YouTube. Oh. I didn't even think about that. (laughs) I don't even know if I can post it on YouTube with this title, because I always label our episodes like the title of the movie problem, Mm -hmm. right? The dick problem. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, there you go. So it's going to be the dick problem. Do they let
0: you put a little asterisk there?
1: I don't know. I'm, I'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> I will find out. If anything, if I have to, I'll just miss posting that one on um, YouTube, and then in the next episode, I'll just say, we have another episode on the, on the feed. You could just put whatever.
0: the Richard Nixon problem.
1: Nixon, I could put Nixon. Well, then people might think I'm talking about the movie Nixon. Oh, uh, that's true. Because <laughs> there is a movie called Nixon. Shit. You can come up with something. The Tricky Dick problem. No, that's actually Yeah, that still has dick in it. My video may get flagged by YouTube, so that is my first problem. The title Dick. I didn't even know that Richard Nixon was known as Dick. I thought it was... Tricky Dick? Yeah, I always thought it was Tricky Dicky. I don't know why. But probably because there's a a comic book character in a a comic called The Topper Mm -hmm. when I was growing up, and there was a character called Tricky Dicky. And he always, like, played pranks on people. And I think that's where I was getting mixed up. Mm, okay. Um, so, tricky dick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so what is your second problem?
0: Um, I had to borrow this from my friend, because I was like, I don't, I can't, I'm having trouble coming up with problems, you need to help me. <laughs> and so, and but I do kind of agree with him, that uh, there's just a, a couple too many dick jokes. Like, the whole thing where, you know, they say something about dick, like, you can't let dick run your whole life, um, mm-hmm. And it said when everything's quiet and everyone hears it. Like they, yeah. they did it twice. They really only needed to do it once. It's it's but it, it's so easy to make the dick jokes. But we didn't need so many. But it wasn't even it wasn't even enough to annoy me, right? Like mm-hmm. didn't overdo it to like an extreme extent. But it was just there were a lot of dick jokes.
1: There was a lot of dick jokes. I mean, um, it's uh, even the title of the movie as yeah. we have discussed. But the um, I watched the trailer for it And Because I posted the, the trailer on Twitter Ha ha fine. I posted a trailer on Twitter to Just to let people know This is what we're covering next Because we've had a few weeks mm. off This is what we're covering next All the dick jokes were there mm. I think maybe that was like We don't have anything else to put mm. in <laughs> So let's just put in all the dick jokes Like they couldn't put in the scene Where they're talking about Deep Throat Yeah. So uh, you know The movie started off basically with a fart joke because the girls are in the uh, parking lot and, like, a guard or something Mm. farts. That was... Since this was the first time I watched this movie, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, it's not going to be just, like, fucking fart and dick jokes, is it? But no, it was just dick jokes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It It was... Immature, but not too immature.
0: I've never understood how Dick is short for Richard. I don't. I don't get it.
1: I don't under- understand how a lot of names are short for a lot of names, right? Yeah. Because my name is Jimmy, and that is on my birth certificate. Uh, that is my oh. name is Jimmy. It's not James. How is Jimmy short for James? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It should be Jammy, if anything. Cause you're adding in two letters that aren't in the initial name and putting in an extra letter of one that is and taking out an A, an E, and an S. Well, how is that short? It's the same length of the fucking words, letters, whatever. Hmm. James has five, Jimmy has five. How is that shortening it? Like
0: I started going by Jenna a couple of years ago, and I didn't even know that was an option until I was in my twenties because I wouldn't have thought Jenna came from Jennifer.
1: Yeah, you would think it would be Jenny.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, Then I started working in a bookstore, and there were two other Jennifers there, but they both went by Jenna. Mm -hmm. And I'd never Mm -hmm. heard that. Like, I always thought the name Jenna was just Jenna, like, that it wasn't short for anything. Mm Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, damn it. Like, if I'd known that growing up, I could have just used that name, because I was always whatever the others weren't. Like, if there was a Jen Mm -hmm. and a Jennifer, I was Jenny. If there was a Jenny and a Mm -hmm. Jen, I was Jennifer or whatever. And nobody was Jenna. But I... I don't, yeah, I don't know who, like, when these things, like, how do these things start? Like, who decides Dick is short for Richard? I don't know. And
1: then why would you go by Dick? Exactly. Exactly, why would you? My second problem, you know what I'm like with watching movies and, like, catching, like, weird edits or whatever? Mm -hmm. You know I'm a stickler for that sort of thing. Right, Harry Shearer, who vanishes from the movie, he and uh, Dave Foley are, like, standing and talking to each other and they're watching the two girls that are sitting on a couch. And they're just sitting there, and uh, Dave Foley and Harry Shira are watching them. And Harry Shira is saying, he says a line, G. Gordon Liddy is not going to let down the President of the United States. And he's saying that on the shot of the two guys. But then it cuts to the two girls halfway through his sentence, and Dave Foley's standing in front of the girls.
0: Oh, I didn't even notice
1: that. And Dave Foley's still supposed to be standing next to... Him as he's saying this line, because he's standing watching them say it, he's paying attention to him. so it cuts to the girls and he's in front of them. while well, he walks in front of them. It doesn't make any sense. That is a really bad edit.
0: Oh, it shows how oblivious I am, because I've seen this movie like 10 times.
1: I, and I know it's in my first go, but the uh, it's just they must have cut something out of that. They didn't have enough coverage, maybe, and they just only had that line to bridge the gap between the two things, because maybe they didn't even shoot Dave Foley walking away from Harry Mm Shearer. Beginning this movie, I was like, I don't know about this, because there's a fart joke, and a really dodgy bit of editing. And I don't remember the fart joke. Well, it's just a man farting, and then the girls just go, ooh, it's disgusting. I'm thinking,
0: I'm wondering if maybe your movie had a different edit. Really? Yeah, because I don't remember that at all.
1: It's right at the very beginning when they're they're, after they've put the tape on the door and they're behind a car. And then there's a. They're hiding from a security. If that happened,
0: I'd completely missed it.
1: It's a guy who finds the tape on the door. Yeah. Uh, we first see him, like, standing two cars mm-hmm. away and he farts. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember that at all. So, what is your uh, third problem? Well,
0: until I got the dick joke problem from my friend Ryan, uh, one of my problems, this isn't my third problem, but one of my problems was going to be that this isn't true.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. for years. I And I know, it, like, obviously, watching this movie, I know it's not true. But until Deep Throat came forward and revealed who he was, I just liked the idea that I could just pretend that this movie is real. Because that's hilarious to me and when he finally came forward i was like oh it's just some white dude like yeah yeah. it was it was exactly the kind of person you expect and not teenage girls and so i have a problem with the fact that this movie isn't real because i want it to be real so bad
1: this is a movie that is based on facts for the most Mm -hmm. part like they they do include a lot of things that actually happened Mm -hmm. i listened to some of the commentary and Andrew Fleming said, yeah, we we tried to make it as like period accurate as humanly possible. And a lot of the things said were actually from the transcripts of tapes that were, you know, found mm. during the war game. So like, all that's authentic. It's the same problem I kind of have with Titanic, right? It's like Titanic is something that really happened. And then you put these two characters in, that don't belong mm-hmm. and the movie's about them and not about the fucking Titanic. It's about these two people that weren't even there. Yeah. Um and that kind of thing annoys me. But this obviously because it's a comedy and they make like um Woodward and Bernstein like comedic <laughs> characters and all that, um, that you can give it a pass.
0: When I saw it, I was sixteen and I knew very little about Watergate. Very, very little. I still enjoyed it. Like, I still, that's, I mm. think that's why I didn't think about the fact that, like, it's so American and everything, because, like, yeah. as a kid, I was pretty clueless to what had happened, and I still enjoyed the movie a whole lot. And then whenever I really, like, I learned the most that I know about Watergate when I listened to this wa- mm. podcast about it a few years ago, and it was really interesting to hear things in the podcast and then be like, oh, like, the, like Dick, like, to see how mm. accurate it was, and then yeah. the, kind of the reverse Now that I know more about Watergate and I've listened to that podcast and everything, watching this movie, like, seeing how well they did everything as far as, like, putting these girls in there and making it seem... I mean, obviously it's not believable because it's a comedy, but making it seem like this would be possible, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think they did a really, really good job. I, I don't disagree. Well, for me, it's different from Titanic because the thing is, is you watch this movie, I can't imagine anybody watching this movie and thinking it's real, right? Like, it's clearly a joke. Mm-hmm. There are people who think the Jack and Rose story in Titanic is real. I mean, this is the kind of movie that I don't think anyone would expect them to get it as accurate as they did.
1: No, exactly. Exactly. See, the, because this movie's a bad pick, Jen, I'm, you know I'm just chatting okay. okay. And just pick silly little things.
0: Speaking of nitpicking, I will say my third problem. Right. I don't like their hats at the end. <gasps> hats that they wear when they hold up that sign for Nixon, I, oh yeah, god, yeah, I hate yeah, them. Yeah. I've always hated them. Like, and I think I love the wardrobe in this movie. The wardrobe in this movie is amazing. I was kind of looking at the IMDb trivia, and apparently they bought, like, this mm-hmm. a lot of these clothes were made in the 70s, and they were bought from, like, a warehouse or something. Yeah. Like. The clothes and the hair is amazing. There's one point where Kirsten Dunst has these, like, pigtails, like, these really, really curly pigtails, and I loved them. Like, yeah. they, I just, I love, I, and I love how throughout the movie, and I never noticed it till this time but throughout the movie their wardrobe go- comes goes from more conservative to more hippie. Mm-hmm. Um, like you can see them changing through their wardrobe. And I, I really like that. But those hats, man, and they wear some goofy hats in this movie, and I'm fine with all the others, but those hats at the very end, I just hate them so much. Yeah. It's interesting because they're these two just like kind of dumb, like ditzy girls. By the end of the movie, they've like, they've, they've actually learned things. Like they're, they seem a lot smarter and they're more clever and they seem like girls who like were so shallow at the beginning, but by the end, if you, if the thing that comes up at the end telling you what happened to everybody, like, if it came up and said that they went into politics or something, I would totally believe it. Yeah, yeah. I love watching their characters change throughout the movie. And I think that's something I'd never appreciated till I watched it last night. Um, I just wish they weren't wearing yeah. those stupid-ass hats.
1: The thing is, though, I mean, you say that they're, they're, um, they're shallow, but I don't think they're intentionally shallow. no. I don't think they're like mean spirited or I don't think they think about only themselves. It's just think it's just
0: they're just very innocent. Yeah, that's exactly it.
1: They're innocent. They're just sweet and innocent and just don't really know any better. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'll talk about the, I'll talk about the the music. I'm actually not going to complain about the music, but usually I complain about constant needle drops in movies Mm -hmm. because it's like, um, like some movies they would have a song and then it would transition into another song and another song and it just pisses me off. But this movie does it, and it does it like throughout the runtime of the movie is basically just songs. Because mm-hmm. uh, I've complained about, say, like movies that we've done before that in the 90s that do this, just like constantly have songs. Uh, and Fear Street Part One, which was set in the 90s, the Netflix movie, mm-hmm. that's got like about five different songs in about three minutes at the beginning of the movie or something like that. It's crazy. And it's terrible, but this movie, and I don't know, maybe it's because I like this era of music. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the soundtrack to this movie is absolutely fantastic, and I'm glad because I can put songs in Spotify's playlist <laughs> again. They lo-
0: put the the Cardigans version of uh, Dancing Queen there if 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 they have it because that's I really like that version of Dancing Queen, and I don't I'm not a huge ABBA fan. But I like that song, I think, because of this movie. I think this movie is the first time I'd heard it.
1: Oh, I, I quite like ABBA. I think ABBA's done some really great music.
0: We, When I worked at a bookstore, and we sold we sold music there mm-hmm. too, at one point we got a promo in for the Mamma Mia soundtrack. And at that right. point, I did like some ABBA songs. Mm-hmm. That soundtrack played so much.
1: I understand. That
0: it made me hate Abbott. Like, I remember one day, I even remember specifically, like, what section I was sitting in. The memory is so vivid. Sitting in the religion section. And it's upstairs <laughs> and it was upstairs and the CD player was downstairs. Take a Chance on Me started playing and I got over the walkie and I was like, mm-hmm. my manager Ryan was downstairs by the CD player and I was like, Ryan, can you please skip this song? And he was pretending he didn't hear me, but somebody assured me he did hear me. And I was like, Ryan, can you please, can you please just skip this song? And I finally marched downstairs and like just took the CD out. Like I couldn't, if I heard Take a Chance on Me one more time, I was going to kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, ever since then I've had an attitude towards ABBA, but I still like Dancing Queen, and it's
1: because of this movie. My third problem um, is the whole subplot of Arlene being in love with Richard Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, it. Do you? See, yeah. I think it's cute at first, but then it, it becomes like the main focus of the second act of the movie, and I'm just like, ah, oh, just... Get on with it.
0: It's, I mean, it's perfect for coming up with why that 18 and a half minutes is
1: missing from the That's, tape. That is good. It does give us that, yeah. And it's also although, like... Although... Sorry. Oh, no, go on. Although we could just have had like the girls just sing. Yeah. Because it's just sang anything. Or accidentally recorded when they were looking at it and yeah. like were playing around with checkers or something. mm and, and then he could still say something like, oh, I don't want people to think that I was—I had 15-year-old girls in the White House, blah, blah, blah. Still do that. Um, but, yeah. I liked just, it. I uh, just didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it.
0: Oh, one of my favourite lines in the movie, though, is just Arlene saying, dick frightens me. I used to say that all yeah.
1: the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's another, yeah. That's another dick joke. That, that's,
0: that's my favourite dick joke in the movie.
1: Yeah. And Arlene... Well, neither really get a boyfriend. Um, Betsy just sort of hooks up with Ryan Reynolds for five <laughs> seconds. Yeah, uh, but I do like the fact that Arlene, no Arlene, sorry, Betsy it's kind of she learns that she has power over men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like throughout the movie, yeah, she learns that she has this um, weapon at her disposal of her being an attractive. 15 year old girl
0: mm-hmm. I
1: do like that because I just thought that was quite funny That she just was like This this boy's cute, I'm going to go over, do you want to make out? Yeah, it worked, okay <laughs> Yeah So I do like that sort of uh, progression of her character that she she discovers that she's a woman. <laughs> uh, but this is this is a bad pick, Jen. So I know, I know. The, the Arlene being in love with Dick thing is just like uh, it's fine, but it's the only way I can think of. Well, I'll say this. I'll say this.
0: Sometimes I'm like, because after it was over, I was like, oh my god, I shouldn't have picked this because it's so hard to come <laughs> with problems, um, and I hate having problems. Like I don't like their hats, even though I actually really do like hate the hats in a way mm-hmm. that probably isn't healthy but then there's also the thing of like you know i know we don't have like a massive audience or anything but we have an audience Mm -hmm. and the idea Mm -hmm. that maybe i could be introducing this movie to someone who hadn't seen it before i yeah it's, it's it's one of those movies where like I think it's very well done and it's a delight to mm-hmm. watch and I don't understand how this hasn't become, like Drop Dead Gorgeous became, um, which was released around the same time and had Kirsten Dunst. That's become a cult classic, right? Yeah. And Dick has never gotten to that point. And and part of it might be it's not streaming anywhere. I like I had to watch the DVD. Yeah, not to
1: buy the DVD.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I wish it was. I wish it was a like at least a cult classic or something. Because it's. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, it should be. Like I said, I was smiling the entire movie. I was so happy. So if I anytime I get a chance to like. Tell someone about this movie. I do because it's. I think it's unappreciated.
1: Um, I I agree with that because I do think that you tend to pick movies like that. You do tend to pick movies that maybe people haven't heard of as much. I tend to pick movies that you haven't seen. Yeah, but like other people would have seen and know but then you pick stuff like this and even Drop Dead Gorgeous which still has a following but I don't think like the larger audience would know it or um what's that Kate and Leopold one mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that you pick stuff like that that maybe people just didn't know about whereas I tend to pick action movies yeah Like my, my next pick.
0: I was talking to my friend Ryan about it last night and I was like, the problem is, is that like growing up, you watched a lot of action movies and action movies Mm -hmm. tend to be more cheesy. Like the ones from like the 80s and 90s, they tend to be more cheesy and don't age as well. Mm -hmm. Comedies and rom coms. Like, unless it's, like, really offensive material or something, they tend to age pretty well. Like, my taste in movies, I think, just ages a little better Mm -hmm. than, especially because action movies, with CGI and everything, they've become so much more realistic and everything. Um, So I think that's... I think so. I well, I of course, I when I watch action movies, it's mostly like MCU movies, so <laughs> I don't watch a lot of like y action movies.
1: But then again, a lot of the, a lot of that is set in space. Yeah, and right. um, there's a lot of movies that are, that's not really realistic. When I think that re- realism in action movies, I think of uh, Sylvester Stallone hanging off the side of a cliff and mm-hmm. cliffhanger. Because that is actually a man hanging off a cliff, yeah. and it's not a CGI man, or you know, it's not, and and it's not like just someone hanging off a silly little bit in a in a, a studio and then they superimposed it over a real. Yeah, mountain. I don't
0: watch a ton of traditional action movies. I I watch I watch superhero movies, and yeah, maybe, and maybe right. I that's need to enough. catch up on my Mission Impossible.
1: Oh, absolutely! Because
0: that's the shit where like Tom Cruise is doing. Re- I look. Don't like the guy's religion. Like, I have some problems with him personally, but, like, Mm. the guy's a great action star.
1: Oh, the Mission Impossible movies are fantastic. I love them. I've only seen the first four. Right. Well, the the, the three onwards are, like, great. Mm. One is good for its time, Mm-hmm. And it's good as like a homage to the original TV show. Uh, but it's completely fucking different from the rest of the franchise. It's it's the one that just sort of is directed by Brian De Parma, so it's got all the fancy Brian De Parma uh shots and stuff like that in it. But it's definitely a homage to the original show, which was made in the sixties. The second one is a John Woo movie. Yeah. And it is terrible. And it is overstylized, uh in my opinion. I mean, John Woo has made some great movies, but America never really knew what to do with John Woo. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think they really gave gave John Woo the freedom to do what he wanted to do and just said, no, you have to do it this way because this is America, damn it. (laughs) So 2 is just a cartoon.
0: Once J.J. Abrams got in there.
1: Yeah, once J.J. Abrams got in there with uh, Free, and he made it like legitimate action movie Mm -hmm. stuff. Than that, that is when the movies, in my opinion, picked up, and uh, and now Christopher McQuarrie is making them. Uh, Brad Bird directed four, I think, mm. and uh, it's been Christopher McQuarrie the the remainder of the movies, and they're amazing. I, I they're really good action movies. Uh, there's a lot of action movies that I've watched recently that aren't good. Because like over they rely overly on CG and CG stunt doubles and stuff like that. Mm. What is your positive?
0: My positive is um, Kirsten Dunst and Michelle Williams.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say.
0: <laughs> yeah, like they make me laugh in so many different ways. Like it's not just their lines; like just the way they laugh. Right? Like, they're, mm. when they start giggling and stuff, it's so amazing. And it, the, one of the things that drives me crazy when I watch this movie is that Michelle Williams doesn't do much comedy. I think Michelle Williams is very funny. There's a Amy Schumer movie that came out a few years ago called I Feel Pretty. Mm-hmm. Michelle Williams has a small role in it. Um, I think she only did it because her best friend is Busy Phillips and Busy Phillips' uh, husband at the time. Uh, wrote the movie or directed it or something. Mm -hmm. And so she has this small role in it, and she's so funny. And it's like, she's this Academy Award-winning actress that does all these serious movies and stuff. And I I want her to have... Well, I'd say that. She also does Venom. (laughs) But I like the Venom
1: movies. Yeah, that's fine.
0: I want her to be like Jennifer Lawrence. Like, Jennifer Lawrence did all these, like, more serious... Like, even her comedy movies were, like, more serious comedy movies, right? And then she just Mm -hmm. did No Hard Feelings. And it's just like uh what dylan calls a boner comedy yeah and which was a delight by the way i want michelle williams to follow jennifer lawrence and do just like a ridiculous comedy because she's so funny she's so funny in this movie yeah and kirsten dunst is funny but it's not as surprising because she did a lot of comedies around this time Mm -hmm. and i wish she did more now um i miss her yeah but I'll, I say I miss her. She had a show a few years ago that I didn't watch, and I feel bad about that. But um,
1: what, what was that show? What? What was that show? Something
0: in Florida. Let me let me look it up real quick.
1: But well, why you do that? I just want to say that people tend to forget. I'm not saying you did, but people tend to forget that Jennifer Lawrence was in a sitcom for three seasons. Yeah, that's true. But then she just started getting all these sort of series movies. Mm-hmm. But yeah.
0: On Becoming a God in Central California.
1: All right. Okay. Never heard of that.
0: Yeah. It was a Showtime <laughs> show. It was on for one season. But then I'm looking at her IMDb and I totally forgot. Not that this is funny, but I forgot about the movie Power of the Dog, mm-hmm. which uh, was nominated for a bunch of awards um, last year. It came out in 2021. Yeah. And um, that one's really good too. But yeah, I want her to be doing comedy. Um, I want them yeah. both to be doing comedy. In fact, I, I would love to see a buddy comedy with the two of them. Yeah, they have really good chemistry. And they also did a really good job of like I said, like they seemed really ditzy and everything. But whenever they start to like catch on to things,
1: it's believable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're slow. They're slow in the uptake, but they're not stupid. Yeah, they just they just take their time to process things and actually get there, but they do get there eventually.
0: They just seem like girls who've so. never had to deal with anything serious, and now they're mm. dealing with something serious. And I just just watching them is amazing, and it's what makes the movie. If you had other actresses, it might not work as well because they're so likable. Mm-hmm. They're so likable.
1: Well, definitely, yeah. They make this movie. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. You've got all these comedy actors in here, but then you've got these two girls who are like delightful and they're really good together and they've got really great chemistry and you believe that these two girls are best friends that have known each other for years and that's what's important. That's what you need. Mm -hmm. But then when you're up against people like fucking Harry Shearer, like when you're up against like half of SNL at the time and half of like fucking Kids in the Hall. Kids in the hall. When you're up against these bunch of people, mm-hmm. you have to sort of be funny, and they really are. They're they really are. good. Yeah, definitely. That's they're my pick as well for, uh, for positive. There's just there's so many like subtle things that Kirsten Dunst does does when she's interacting with Michelle Williams and it's a very, like, best friend thing, mm-hmm. it's like um when she, when Michelle Williams is talking, Betsy is always focused on her mm-hmm. and she's paying attention to her and she's always looking at her. But you can tell on her face that she's like, she's either trying to understand what her slightly smarter friend is saying mm-hmm. or she's looking to see, she's fascinated to see how... Arlene's gonna react in certain things? The best way to describe it is during when they're talking about deep throat and she whispers into her ear what deep throat is. It's blowjob, people. Mm-hmm. And when she what she puts her head away from her ear and she just looks at her and like looks to see like how you're gonna to react to this and it's like this little sly smile on her face. Stuff like that is bloody good. Mm-hmm. That's why she was one of the most sought after um child stars. Yeah, obviously Jumanji was just the year before this mm-hmm. or some a couple of years before this.
0: One of my favourite moments is when she and Arlene are, are sitting, um, in the Oval Office talking to Nixon about the war and they're very serious. Like mm. Kirsten Dunst, she's, she looks so serious, right? But she also pulls out her lip gloss <laughs> and she puts on her lip gloss while like solemnly nodding along with what Arlene is yeah. saying. And it was mm. such a funny thing to me, her putting on this lip gloss. Like
1: she's, oh God, she's just so good. I mean, Michelle Williams is great as well, but. Yeah. I don't know. It's just those two together in this movie mm-hmm. is just brilliant.
0: I don't know. I, it's one of the reasons why I get so angry that this movie isn't more appreciated because, like, how can you not enjoy watching these two? It's, it's such a delight.
1: It's a solid movie, Jen. It's a bad pick. I know.
0: I need to do better. I need to do better. I've been thinking a lot about, like, oh, well, okay. I actually, I screwed up this week. Um, My friend Ryan and I were talking about the movie Overnight Delivery. Like, we talked about it too long, Mm -hmm. and he got really excited about the movie, Mm -hmm. and so we had to watch it. Mm -hmm. And as I was watching it, I was like, man, this would have been a good pick, because it's so bad. And... I wished I'd saved it because I I prefer it when I'm reacting to something, even if I've seen it before, that I'm reacting to something after not seeing it for a long time. I like my reactions to be fresh, and that one came out in 1998 as well, and I hadn't seen it since, like, 98 or 99. Reese Witherspoon and Paul Rudd.
1: In my head, I was trying to think, I know it's Paul Rudd, but I couldn't remember who the female lead was. But yeah, I've definitely seen that. Yeah, it's
0: not good. And I I think about uh, Trojan War a lot whenever I think about that movie. And when we were on uh, Amazon renting the movie... Uh, it did recommend, the first recommended movie it gave us was Trojan War.
1: I want you to pick Trojan War at some point, because I can't. Okay. I want to talk about Will Friedel. um, trying to be a movie star.
0: Maybe I'll pick it soon, because Ryan and I have been watching, like, some bad movies, like Overnight Delivery, and that one would be a good one.
1: Yeah. I want to talk about the weird fucking David Hasselhoff thing. What the fuck is that about? I don't
0: remember it at all.
1: No? Hmm. There's this woman who keeps chasing me around because she thinks he's David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Okay. It makes no sense. And that's my, that's my first problem, Jen. (laughs) There in advance, that's my first problem, the David Hasselhoff bullshit. Spoiler. I liked this movie enough. Um, and I'm glad, I am glad I watched it. It did cheer me up today. I needed cheering up today. (laughs) Um, and it did cheer me up. So thank you. For picking it. And I'm, uh, but it was a fucking bad pick for the podcast.
0: Yeah. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. Watching it, I realized, oh, yeah, this is one of my all time favorite movies. Like, it's up there pretty high. Like, I would say maybe top 20. Um, mm-hmm. because it's just, it's so enjoyable to watch every time. And then it's also like the more you know about the real events, the more enjoyable it is.
1: Yeah. Right. I have notes. Okay. I don't appreciate getting French Stewart jump scared movie because it's just, French Stewart! And, um, that scared me. And I don't <laughs> like French Okay. I've written, I like, I like their, uh, their wee oval TV that they have. Mm-hmm. It's like a purple TV. I love that's it. That's cute. I yeah. want one of those. The two guys that are watching the girls, mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning, this is almost my first problem. One of the guys says, I'll take the one down cartwheels. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, they're 15. It's like, that's quite, eh. But I didn't include it in my problems. um, Kids getting excited for going up to McDonald's. Yeah, and the 70s, I imagine it would be. I just love the like love the way that Kirsten Dunst goes
0: French fries, French fries. Yeah, I love it. They're yeah, so excited, great. and and but that's so true. Like when you're in school and you go on a field trip, and you don't really want to go. Like it's you know maybe a boring field trip, and then you find out you're actually going to go get to eat somewhere that's other than the school cafeteria. It's very exciting.
1: If um if Kirsten Dunstan uh, and Michelle Williams didn't like grab me as much as they did in this movie, then my positive would have been during the dream sequence there's a, uh there's a Sandcastle White House mm-hmm. and that thing is amazing. So <laughs> kudos to whoever constructed that because holy shit, that thing is spectacular. Um Danadea had to take some convincing to spin around in the dream sequence because he found out he would have to do it while holding on to the cameraman Mm -hmm. and, you know, gay panic and all that shit. because he was an older dude. Oh, God. Um, But according to Andrew Fleming, uh, he got into it and actually really loved it. (laughs) He just loved, like, hanging out with this guy and going, wee! All right. During the skating scene, when the girls are skating, some of the extras would actually go up to Michelle Williams and tell her that they hate her character in Dawson's Creek.
0: Okay. Anytime I get in a conversation with someone about the fact that people don't understand that fictional characters are fucking fictional and that the actors (laughs) don't write the show. This is the example I use. Like I didn't know they did that specifically on the set, but I do remember Mm. reading in multiple interviews, her talking about how like after that first season of Dawson's Creek, people would come up to her and talk about how much they hated her. And this was like a 17, 18 year old girl and people yeah. are telling her how much they hate her because of a thing a fictional character did on a show. Yeah. And it, the other example I use is that when the Mary Tyler Moore show was first being conceived, um, Mary Richards was supposed to be divorced and the network had them change it to like she had called off an engagement because they thought people would think she divorced Dick Van Dyke.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because people would, yeah. Have, would
0: think she was like Laura Petrie from the Dick Van Dyke show. And I, I just, and I, it's one of those things where you hear things like that and you're like, wow, how stupid do they think people are? And then you hear the Michelle Williams thing and it's like, oh, no, people are stupid. Like, yeah, actors have stories like that all the time still where it's like people come up to them and they're mad at them for something. Or like that there are people who get upset that um, Jenna Fisher and John Krasinski aren't married. Mm hmm just because they were jim and pam on the office yeah and it's it's like what is wrong with people it is fiction it is not real and just the idea like thank god michelle williams like for her that social media wasn't a thing yeah like she was just dealing with fans coming up to her in person like imagine if she'd been on twitter
1: yeah exactly i don't understand it really because i like jim I, I do too. I love Jen. I've got nothing against Jen. I think Jen was great. I think that they try to make her out to be this sort of streetwise sort of. Right. The thing with Jen is she was a teenage girl who had sex. Yeah. That is her biggest. That was her biggest fucking um, flaw. Mm-hmm. She was a teenage girl who had already had sex, and Dawson couldn't take her virginity. Boo, fucking who? <laughs> that sort of thing. I mean, that is actually yeah. part of it. Yeah. He bitches and moans and complains that she's had sex before because he can't take her virginity. Mm-hmm. And then you've got these kids coming up to people filming a movie and saying, "Now they'll link you because you fucking." Yeah, you're n- not nice to Dawson and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, because Dawson's a wanker. Yeah. That's why. Oh, I hate Dawson. Dawson's the worst. They should have just called it The Creek and that was it. Well, by the end of
0: it, it was Joey's Creek.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Joey was the main character.
0: Yeah, once they went yeah, to college. Definitely. Joey was, hand- like, she was definitely the main
1: character of that show.
0: There was, in yeah. fact, she's the one, who, the only person who had a, an episode that was, like, just her. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, the um, the uh, the robber, was it yeah, a, a mugging or something, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't remember, but yeah, and that was a very special episode of Dawson's Creek because it didn't have the didn't have the opening credits. Yeah. It was just like the, the the name Dawson's Creek and then music going ding, It <laughs> <laughs> was weird, but yeah, because season season one of Dawson's would have aired by this point. But the mm-hmm. thing because season one of Dawson. Was like aired, started airing in January '98, mm-hmm. and they filmed this later on in '98. So like season one would have finished. Jen didn't do anything in season one.
0: No, they just they just wanted uh, Joey and Dawson to be together, and they were upset that yeah, she was is. keeping them apart. And it's like, but it's Dawson's decision to date her. Like it's if anything, be mad at Dawson. Don't be mad at Jen. Yeah, Jen came. In, Jen was an innocent coming in.
1: And now I'm just wanting to watch the first season of Dawson's Creek. Yeah, no, me too. Uh, Jen, to my knowledge, to my uh, memory, Jen doesn't really give a shit about Dawson at first. Yeah. She's just, like, kind of friendly to him, but then she just gets sort of uh, worn down by him. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing that happens with Pacey and the teacher. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Pacey just keeps freaking annoying the teacher and saying stupid things like, I'm the best section ever had. Yeah, right, Virgin. Mm-hmm. But then he just sort of wears it down. She's like, oh, fuck it, why not? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happens with Jen. <laughs> but yeah, it's ridiculous. Anyway, 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 let's hurry up on this. this. Um, the Richard Nixon book that, uh, that Arlene makes with all mm-hmm. the things of Richard Nixon in it, that's actually based on the writer. Her friend did the same thing, made a book about um, Stephen Tyler from Aerosmith. <laughs> oh, gross. So that's based on an actual thing. Exactly. Um, he's about as unattractive as next anyway so there you go the movie reminds me that I really should get around to watching All the President's Men
0: yeah I've never seen it and I I want to and I but it's, same here it's, it's like I want there's some movies that I want to have seen mm-hmm. but I never want to sit down and watch them and that's one of them that like I want to have seen it but I'm never like man I'm in the mood for All the President's Men right now because you know what yeah. I do you know what I watch I just watch MCU movies I have a problem mm-hmm. I have a serious problem Last week I was home all week. Uh, four out of the five days, I started my day off watching an early MCU movie. It's like all I watch. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me.
1: Yeah, it's that's quite bad. Jen. <laughs> you know, it's a movie that I've always heard that is really, really good, right? Mm-hmm. And it's got an amazing cast in it, and I've been wanting to see it for years. I have it in Blu-ray. I just, I've never got around to watching it. It's the same thing with like Casablanca. I've never seen Casablanca.
0: Oh, I've seen Casablanca,
1: and I've never seen. Um, uh, Rosebud, whatever that is. Uh, Citizen Kane. Uh, Citizen Kane. Never seen that. And I feel as though those are movies I should have seen, mm-hmm. if I wanting to call myself a, a movie fan. But I just, I just, I'll get around to them.
0: <laughs> a big one for me is Sunset Boulevard. I bought Sunset Boulevard on DVD like 20 years ago and I still haven't watched it.
1: Yeah, but All, all the President's Men, I really should watch it now since I've seen this. Will Ferrell and Bruce McCulloch actually met for the very first time the day before they filmed their first scene together. Mm -hmm. But you think that they've known each other for years.
0: Yeah, they work really well together.
1: Um, And then, in the same year, um, McCulloch actually directed Pharaoh in Superstar. Oh, he directed Superstar? He's directed Superstar, yeah. And that was released a couple of months after this. So they've just met making this movie. Mm -hmm. They got that close that he directed the movie with Pharaoh in it. It was released a couple of months after this. That's really, that's friendship. (laughs) The filming of the scene where Dave Foley is on the phone in his house was the day that Phil Hartman was murdered. I read that, yeah. And Foley was, like, really good friends Mm -hmm. with Hartman. Well, news radio was still on. Yeah, 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 exactly. So he's genuinely upset in that scene. Mm -hmm. He's supposed to be upset when he's on the phone, but he's genuinely upset because one of his best friends got murdered. There were people who were worried about People making the movie were worried about the, the scene where the girls are cutting up the American flag, mm-hmm. but they had to get reassured that it's not actually fucking illegal and grow up.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd wondered about that because uh, there are a lot of people who would get mad about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. But also that scene was shot in Canada. So, <laughs> and my last note is close up on eyes, putting in contacts uh, at the end and and, and feet getting, and close ups of feet while their nails are getting painted, because mm. that's at the end of the movie, and I just wrote yuck. Yeah. Don't like it. Uh, the, the end credits, Jen. There's one credit at the very end of this movie that says, the characters and incidents portrayed and the names herein are fictitious, and any similarity to the name character or history of any person is entirely coincidental and unintentional. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> that is an actual credit in this movie and that is great uh so yeah that's all my notes so we watched this movie for this podcast it was a bad pick but i'm glad that i got to watch it because it was fun
0: yeah we had plenty to talk about and isn't isn't it, like because we've watched some bad movies where we didn't really have much to say
1: yeah the kid movie The Care Bears movie is like our shortest episode. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I had to add music at the end of that or something to make it up to half an hour because I've got this weird rule about having to have episodes have to be at least half an hour long. Yeah, the Care Bears movie is our shortest episode because it was fuck all to say about that. And I hated it. Mm -hmm. And I still had nothing to say about it. Um, But yeah, next week's episode though, Jen... And we're going to continue this trend of shorter movies because the past few movies tend to have been like an hour and a half that we've been covering, and that's quite good. And our next movie is under an hour and a half, and we spoke about it before on the actual podcast when we were talking about Beverly Hills Cop. We're going to do Cobra.
0: Okay. 1986,
1: Stan's Versus Stallone. I think it's on max for you. I'm looking it up right now. I think it is. It was the last time I checked.
0: By the way, uh, All the President's Men is not streaming anywhere, so if I watch that, I have to I have to pay for it. Pay for it. I would do that, though. <clears throat> yeah, Cobra is on max.
1: Yeah, there you go. So we're doing Cobra. It's like 86 minutes long. Anyway, that's all we have time for. Uh, if you like to follow the podcast, just go to the website. <laughs> 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 Shiftingbench.co.uk because fuck Twitter. No, actually... Uh, I. That um, Drop the Pipe Pod is I swear because I'm keeping that one. I've actually deleted Twitter on my phone. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And I'm thinking about deleting my personal Twitter, the one I started like six months ago. Mm. But then Twitter's just went to shit and yeah. it's just pissing me off. Contact at shiftybench.co.uk is the email address. Where can people follow you online, Jen? If, uh, they, if they want to.
0: I'm at Pilot Inspectors on Twitter. I never tweet, but if you tweet at me, I will see it. That's that's about it. Yeah. Well and I guess I'm on Instagram too. But
1: if someone like even if someone emails us, it's like someone's emailing it, it's like, someone's acknowledging the podcast, I must reply. Even if someone even to that person who wrote on my page on my website that my, that dropped the pile it was the worst podcast he's ever oh listened my God. to. I still reply to that. Most the worst and most pointless podcast he's ever listened to. I reply wow. to that and I said Thanks for the
0: feedback, <laughs> Yeah, face. Yeah, I, when I was doing Pilot Inspectors, there were quite a few people who listened to it that I would interact with on Twitter, and I loved it. Mm. And I would totally take their suggestions and stuff like that. Mm. And I remember there was one woman that I talked to a lot that, like, at one point she was recommending um, a show for her overweight daughter where it showed, like, fat acceptance. Mm-hmm. And it meant a lot that she was, like, a- actually asking for recommendations that were, like, that important, you know, like, mm-hmm. that she trusted me. And uh, I, oh, God, I don't think she's on Twitter anymore. And sometimes I think about her. <laughs> wonder what happened to her.
1: Yeah. Anything I tweet. Not anything. Not everything I tweet. But sometimes I'll tweet things through the, the podcast and it they will get retweeted or they will get, like, liked. And it's mm-hmm. not just my friend Lee that's doing it. <laughs> um it's it's like we do have fans uh so that's a good thing mm. and uh and if you're a fan of this podcast and we like to thank you for being here listening to us talking about shite and um not abandoning us when we take three weeks off because of me being ill um i appreciate it uh i'm saying that mind you this Episode might not get any fucking listens.
0: No, oh, I have I have a friend that listens, and she yeah. she'll definitely listen to this one. I know that.
1: Yeah, I've I've, I've replied to your friend sometimes <laughs> on Facebook when she's uh, yeah, yeah yeah no that's great that's that's brilliant. I have friends that listen to um but they never really interact mm. with the but they should. If you're listening Lee, if you're listening Martin, please. In fact, they won't be listening to this because Lee hates movies like this. <laughs> Lee doesn't like teen movies at all. Anything like bait with teens in it, mm-hmm. uh, even horror movies, he doesn't really like with teens in it because he hates teenagers. Oh, I love, I love teenagers. <laughs> he's been that way since he was a teenager. Okay, he's just, he's just never liked anything. And I will know if he is listening to this because I'm going to keep this in. And okay. if he replies to me and says anything, then I will know that he's listened to this episode. But he hates movies like this. He hates American Pie. Ugh. Anyway, doesn't matter. Lee, I love you. Thank you for listening and we'll speak to you all next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.